Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom's Training. Uh, I'm your host, David Newby. Uh, we're doing our weekly LaRed um, training from LaRed.org. Uh, this week, we are talking about the principle of uh, the productivity principle of effective planning. Uh, this is on LaRed.org. Uh, click on the planning tab and uh, scroll down. I believe it's the fifth or sixth uh, subject under um, productivity, that category. I click on the two-page PDF, and you'll be able to read right along with me uh, listening to this recording. Uh, let's go ahead and jump in and pray, and then we'll start the training. Father, I thank you for this time. We have to study your word. I thank you for the wisdom that's found in your word. I thank you that uh, everything that we need, you've already provided for us. I thank you for your provision. Uh, I pray that you'll give us great insight into uh, utilizing your love, your wisdom, your discernment, um, your excellence in all that we do as we study these principles. I pray that you would make this time very fruitful uh, in our lives, for our families, and for your kingdom. And we pray these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so um, effective planning. Uh, our verse for this week is Proverbs 24.3, which states, Any enterprise is built by wise planning. So first couple paragraphs here. Um, we should live our lives as though we may die tomorrow, yet plan as though we may live to be a hundred. Very few things are ever achieved without a vision of the future and a plan of how to bring it into existence. Most of our life can turn out to be as we envision, envision it if we have used wise planning. Without a plan, our life carries on without accomplishments or the sense that we matter or have significance. For our plan to be successful, it must contain a vision, have a purpose, and implement a strategy of how we are planning to achieve it. Without a plan, our dreams will lay dormant. We won't be able to think with clarity about our personal desires, about those we love, or even our business and career, because our life will be directed by others. A vision gives our life purpose and demands a plan with specific goals to carry out that purpose. Um, there's a lot of uh, wisdom in those first couple paragraphs. I think some people they um, you know, the first sentence of that second paragraph for our plan to be successful it must contain a vision have a purpose and implement a strategy of how we're planning to achieve it. I think a lot of people say hey I want to make a million dollars or I want to whatever it is make enough money to not, for my business you don't have to work for someone else anymore. And and then if, if the vision is not fleshed out more than that, if it's not very, very specific, um, then it's easy to um, get sidetracked. So uh, I would say when planning out how to do something and, and really being specific, uh, 
you know, having very, very uh, well-defined milestones. It's nice to have a strategy of how we're planning to achieve it. So if you have a strategy and you can measure how, how well you're implementing the strategy. I think so, too often people get into the minutia of planning something out and they haven't really uh, fleshed out the vision. So I'd encourage you, if God gave you some vision, um, Marshall Silver calls, calls it design your perfect day of work and then design your perfect day of play. So I would say uh, do that. The design, if you're doing exactly what the Lord, the Lord has called you to do, and um, what would that day look like in vivid detail? You know, get down to the detail of what kind of outfits you're going to wear or what time you're going to get up or how you're going to go and do what you're going to do. Um, one person I met at a S1 event, their sister is um, empowering young women in the Philippines and they're teaching government officials and uh, teaching at schools about uh, ways to avoid um, uh, sex traffickers and predators and, and um, teaching them how to really value themselves and value their worth to God. Um, because if you're a poor, beautiful young girl, you might be tempted to do that or your parents might feel a, a pressure to have you do that to help support the family. Um, so, uh, you know, her vision is very, very clear. If, if she decided, oh, I want to help people in the Philippines come out of poverty and that's it, and it wasn't very specific, then um, I don't think she'd be having the impact that she's having. So, um, you know, she's even spoken in other countries. She's met many Pacquiao. Um, so she's she's working in the southern Philippines, uh, nearby where many Pacquiao is from. So I would encourage you, be very, very specific in your vision and really write it out in great vivid detail. And by all means, the Lord can guide you in another direction later. Your vision may shift or grow or expand. But be very, very specific in the vision uh, planning, if you will, or visioneering. Um, I think they call it at Disney, as well as being really specific in the exact plans you're going to take. Uh, so I just encourage you to be very specific in the vision. Um, yeah, and then you really need to write out a plan to to fulfill your dream. If you don't write out a plan, then you're going to really feel disappointed and like you're missing the boat. Um, and uh, you know, it says we won't be able to think of it with, with clarity about desires, those you love, or even our business. Um, yeah, when you have very, very specific plans written down, then you can measure and benchmark, hey, where am I at? Am I hitting my plans? Where am I missing? Um, how can I improve? You know, how can I bridge the gap between what I'm achieving and what I need to be achieving? You know, maybe I'm only making $6,000 a month for my business and I need to be making $10,000, so what's the best strategy to implement using my strengths to bridge that gap? Maybe it's bringing someone onto your team to do administrative tasks and things that aren't your best use of your time um, that you're spending time on right now that's preventing you from making that $10,000 a month. Um, maybe it's you know, utilizing a new marketing strategy to uh, or improving your marketing so that you can get more people for compliance of yours um, for the same number of marketing dollars that you're spending on setting to get into the door. Um, maybe it's improving your sales process or even improving your customer service process so that your, your clients are so happy and ecstatic with your service that they tell others about it and you get a lot of referrals. Um, whatever that looks like, think through that. But by having specific things written down about what you're going to do, you can hold yourself accountable to am I doing them? And then if, they're not producing, if you are doing them and they're not producing the results that you want, then you can go get wisdom from someone and say, hey, so here's what I'm doing. Here's my vision. Here's where I'm at now. What do you think is the best way to bridge the gap? If you have specific numbers, they can really help you 
uh, improve. But without any specifics, it's like, why would someone want to mentor you or help you if, if you're not even tracking what you're doing right now? So um, really start tracking things. I think that will help you um, tremendously. Yeah, and also, you know, without a, the last sentence of the first paragraph, without a plan, our life carries on without accomplishments or the sense that we matter or have significance. Um, sometimes we're accomplishing things, but because we haven't written down what we want to accomplish, we might uh, belittle the importance of what we are accomplishing. So, um, and sometimes you just sort of feel like you're going along in life when you're not really doing something exciting. Um, in my experience, I found the more specific I get, the more e in a plan of mine, the more excited, easy it is for me to get excited about the plan and to share it with others. And the more excited other people will get because um, I really thought it through. So, um, yeah, God, Jesus came to give us life and life abundant. He didn't come to give us boring life. So, um, yeah, obviously if there's sin or other things going on in your life that might be stealing your joy, you want to deal with those first. But um, And if you are doing well and walking close to the Lord, but you're still like feeling like sort of aimless, I think that writing out a plan and asking God, what plan should I create? Um, what are your plans for me, Father? His plans are always perfect. Um, and then pray through those things and write out whatever might come to you. Um, that will really help you really have a much greater sense of achievement and purpose in working towards whatever you're working on. Let's go ahead and go to the next couple of paragraphs. Um, one of the most fulfilling aspects of our lives is to experience achievement. All good plans have short and long-term goals, which have time allocations and achievement dates to measure our progress. This becomes a game plan with responsibilities and rules to follow. Imagine playing basketball without a hoop or baseball without bases. We could never decide whether we are winning or losing or know whether we are performing well or poorly. There is no way to measure our progress if there are no plans and goals for the game. It is hard to enjoy a vacation without a realistic plan of where we are going and how much it will cost. The plan is what causes the excitement. The plan will show us how and when to get there, where we will stay, and what we are going to do while we are there. Having plans and completing goals makes life interesting and fun. Not everything we plan will work out, but at least we can measure according to our plan and then readjust. If you build on values which will produce good character while we are in the process, you will be very successful. Mm. Yeah, so that's really going over some really uh, specifics of how to plan things, uh, have short and long-term goals, uh, put time, put deadlines on there. Um, and also, by all means, if you want to achieve something, uh, give yourself um, a couple of different yardsticks. Uh, Anthony Robbins calls it MTO, Minimum Target Optimum. Say so you want to get up to uh, that same example I said earlier, $10,000 a month in your business. And say you're doing five right now. You might say, hey, I'm going to be, get, do a new marketing strategy. I'm going to allocate uh, $2,000 for this marketing strategy. And in the next 60 days, I want to make an extra $4,000 a month in sales. That will hit my 10 target. Um, so, uh, you know, that would be a short-term goal. In the next 60 to 90 days, uh, I want to create an extra, you want to create an extra $4,000 a month income in your business. Um, if you're already doing a million, you know, a month, then obviously you can just adjust things to scale. Then maybe you want to make an extra um, 200, 400,000 a month. So um, 
you know, whether you're a David Green with a billion-dollar enterprise or you're just starting off, wherever you are in the scale, don't worry about that. But uh, measure where you are and, and give yourself an MTO timeline. So maybe your minimum would be within 60 days, you want to get an extra two clients. Say each client is worth $2,000 to you. So you would need an extra two clients a month um, within 60 days. That gives you two months to do your marketing strategy and, and bring the clients in. That would be your minimum. Uh, say your target is 90 days and up, and um, or, or sorry, within 60 days would be your optimum. Um, your target date would be 90 days, and minimum would be at a worst case scenario within say 120 days. That's um, four months from now. I want to be able to earn this extra four thousand dollars a month. So that would be your MTO. Um, you know, 120 days minimum, 90 days target, optimum 60 days or less. We get the result from our marketing. So um, do that with everything. You can do MTOs for income targets or timelines to accomplish something, the amount of money you want to raise or money you want to generate. Um, so yeah, you can apply that MTO uh, range to things. That way, you know, you don't just have one number. If all you have is one target, you didn't hit it. You might feel disappointed, like, man, I didn't hit my target. But maybe you got something done faster than what your uh, minimum would have been. And, um, you know, if you have an optimum target, you have something. I love deadlines. If you're the kind of person like me and you love deadlines, you love racing, if you can beat a target, having an optimum target really gives you a best-case scenario of let's see if we can get it done in this amount of time. So, um, yeah, give yourself MTOs and have short-term and long-term goals. A lot of people say um, create a year, make a year-long plan and then chunk that down uh, into quarters. And then you can even chunk the quarters down the three-month periods into months. And then you can, of course, break down months into weeks and weeks into days. With that same example, $10,000 a month in your business, um, you know, that would break down to uh, $2,500 a week. So if you're making six and you make an extra four, you basically want to make an extra $1,000 a week. That's why you can chunk it down at a weekly basis. Um, so, um, yeah, really, I think that's, Amazing there. I love the example of uh, basketball without a basket. It's like you have a you need to have a way to keep score. Um, and that actually made me think of a Magic Johnson. Part of, how, part of how he got so good at passing was, I think one year at his YMCA, they, they didn't have baskets. Maybe it was a newly built YMCA. That's so all they could do is dribble and uh, pass with each other, and uh, there was no goal to shoot at. So. Um, that's part of how he became such a good passer. He had a whole summer of just passing and dribbling with his friends when he was uh, a young man. So, um, but for the most part, you, know, you need a goal to shoot for and, and a way to measure your progress and are you doing well or winning, losing, um, are you improving. And I don't really like the vacation example so much because I, I like to sort of do things by the fly by the seat of my pants. My wife would definitely resonate with this thing about um, the plan is what causes the excitement. But if you do even... For me, I do like to have some ideas of places I want to go. I just might not determine ahead of time what I'm going to do there. So, um, yeah, if you have something planned out, then you can share it with someone else. And then, especially if they're the kind of person that wants to know all the details ahead of time, that would definitely help them get excited knowing that you've thought things through and you've really planned it out. So, um, yes, um, yeah, make sure that your life is interesting and as fun as they said there, as they said there. Um, and the last thing is give yourself grace. So it says not everything we plan will work out, but at least we can measure according to our plan and readjust. Yeah, if, if we're using the right values, if we're using the right principles, or if we're um, constantly improving, 
Um, I think Tony Robbins calls it constant, never-ending improvement, the Kanai principle. We're always looking to do our best as unto the Lord. Then um, we can keep readjusting and, and measuring are we improving or not until we find um, a way to do things that works for us that uses our skills and talents and abilities uh, most effectively. So the way Lance Wall now does something might work for you, it might not. The way Oz Hillman does something that some, uh, may work for you, it might not. Um, pick your favorite billionaire. Whoever it is that you look up to or you'd like to be like or emulate, um, you know, you, you remember that you're different. So there are definitely best practices to model. So give yourself some grace and, um, and uh, really look to use your strengths. Like Lance Wall um, has that software, the Strength Finder course. Um, designed to help you really use your strengths and your unique giftings to be most effective. Let's go through the benefits. Um, number one, life will be more rewarding. When you plan, life will become strategic, an exciting game, bringing fulfillment that will raise your self-esteem. The excitement of the plan will become the center of your interest, pushing you to climb higher levels of realization and personal rewards. Your life, number two, your, benefit, your life will be uh, more orderly and meaningful with the possibility to be promoted to higher levels and more important projects. Benefit number three, you can measure your progress and the plan becomes the rules to follow, a game for particular responsibilities. Benefit number four, you are seen as an effective person simply because you know where the goalie's net is to score in the game of life. If you don't know where you're going, any path will take you there. Planning is like aiming at a target. Setting good goals means practicing, advancing, and following the steps of the plan. When your mind is focused on the purpose, you will have a good chance of reaching most of your goals. Yeah, I, um, I guess the one thing I would uh, add to that last sentence there is, um, you know, sometimes we can work towards the wrong goals. So I think I would add to that one piece there. So um, be seeking the Lord about what you should be working on. Um, because as I said earlier, his plans are always perfect. And uh, we definitely don't want to be uh, fighting against God. Um, so yeah, th those those um, those benefits are, are wonderful. Um, I like what it says there at the end of, of uh, number two. Um, you'll have the possibility to be promoted to higher levels and more important projects. Sometimes if you work for yourself and you don't have a boss per se, I mean, God is your boss, um, it, it can be easy to be too hard on yourself or to uh, let yourself slide and be slack and and not hold yourself accountable to a high uh, activity level. I've definitely noticed that myself. Sometimes um, I can remember the first time I made, I think it was twenty or $30,000 in a month, I had you know, I grew up on welfare as a kid, five hundred something dollars a month we lived on. My mom and my brother and I, so um that kind of money just was out of my realm of experience and I uh noticed the following month I definitely slacked off. And um you know, I I needed to learn to hold myself to a higher level of accountability to hey, I need to do things with excellence, not slack off because I had a really good month last month. So um you know, even if you work for yourself um, God is always looking to elevate faithful stewards. And so um, look to be a faithful steward that God can elevate because God can always promote you. And um, just because you don't have a manager that will give you a promotion or the CEO of a company that will give you a promotion, um, by all means, God is the um, 
CEO of the universe, so he can promote you as high as he wants. He just wants to see are you a faithful steward. So, um, yeah, focus on that possibility of doing higher level things, more exciting, more uh, impactful things. I know that gets me very excited. Um, and also, you know, it says in number three there, uh, you know, your plan becomes the rules to follow a game. I, I like, um, I love games. You know, they even talked about um, a lot of major math problems have been solved. They call it gamification of business, um, turning business challenges into a game. And people like to play games. You tell someone, hey, I need you to solve this problem. And you're like, oh, a problem. I don't want to deal with the problem. But gamification, it really switches something in your mind from being a problem to a challenge because most people like to accept challenges if they're uh, goal-oriented and, you know, they're competitive and they just, you know, they're, they have that competitive spirit. They're like, oh, man, how can we solve this challenge? You know, can I solve this challenge before another guy or just how fast can I solve this challenge? Um, so, um, yeah, really look to make, make your challenges in your work and your business they give it like a game and say, okay, I'm losing in this area or I'm not winning at all if I want to. How can I do better? You know, how can I turn it into a game? And that's where I think measuring your results is key because um, if you measure your close rate, say, for sailing, selling, you can start switching as part of the process or changing a part of the process and see does it affect your, improve your close rate? Does it stay the same, go up or down? Um, so without measuring it, you don't know whether you're improving or not. So, Measuring is a big part of um, being able to turn something into a game and measure if you're getting better and you're winning. So let's go into the steps to follow. Um, we're on page two now of the PDF. Now, there are eight steps here. Number one, uh, have a vision. When you have a vision, you will be looking for all possibilities and your mind will be focused on the purpose. All your effort and energy will seek after that which you want. Vision is the foundation of planning. Number two, explain the vision. The vision will then become your purpose. After you have a clear purpose, you recognize it as part of your daily life. Number three, step three, have a strategy. Strategies are important to help you fulfill your plan because the vision is reinforced and you are motivated. Remember that good plans have short and long-term goals with deadlines for each. Step number four to follow. Be realistic about your plan if it is achievable. Use common sense when considering the resources needed and maintain a good budget. Step five, make sure your plan is maintainable after it is achieved. If you can't maintain it, it will lose its value. Uh, step six, each day you wake up thinking about how you are, each day wake up thinking about how you're going to work out your plan. Step seven, look ahead and picture what you may become at the end of the process. Identify any bad habits and change them now. And step to follow number eight, set realistic time frames during the week to be dedicated to the plan. Consider the effect it will have on your family and friends. Well, a lot, a lot of meat there in those uh, eight steps. Um, plans are like the landing gear of an airplane. Without them, the dreams have to remain in the air. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I like number eight a lot. Um, if you schedule stuff, not only a time you're going to start something, but an end time. Uh, like, say you do have a full-time job right now, and um, you only have 15 hours a week to put, to put into your business, you know, three hours a day, five days a week. Um, if that's the case, 
then schedule those and really schedule in those three hours what you're going to do. You know, maybe Monday is a marketing day and Tuesday is a sales day, Wednesday is an operations day. I actually do that myself in my own business. I do um, in the mornings, I like to do sales marketing Monday, Tuesday, and then sales marketing uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then work on operations Friday morning. Um, so if you can, like, work on a different area of your business every day, um, that will really help you make progress because you have a scheduled time to do things. Uh, the company Strategic Coach uh, teaches that, teaches people how to really be intentional with how they spend their time in their business. Um, I, I think number four is very vital to remember that God does not deal in the believable. God deals in the miraculous. At the same time, um, God might, you know, miraculously provide $50,000 for your business. Um, but it's more likely that if you plan out things out and you're like, hey, as I mentioned earlier, that marketing plan, I want to increase my uh, sales, so I'm going to set aside $2,000 of our revenue and reinvest that in the business and um, a new marketing strategy, you know, pick the right target market, um, then give them the right message and, and bring in that extra $4,000 a month consistently. Um, by the way, $2,000 invested in marketing to get 4000 in sales, they provide in consulting where you don't have a lot of costs. Um, it's just time you have to put in. Um, that's a really high ROI. That's a 200% ROI on your $2,000 you put in the marketing dollars. Marketing dollars can have some of the biggest ROIs of um, any expense in the business. I've heard of people making four to one or five to one or even eight to one returns um, on what they invested in the marketing versus the sales they got out of it. So um, I encourage all of you really focus on um, improving your marketing skills. And Dan Kennedy is a great resource to help you with that. So that's DanKennedy.com. You can sign up for his most incredible free gift ever. I think that's two free months subscription to his um, marketing newsletter. So um, that's a great resource to use. Um, but yeah, again, you know, you need to uh, don't don't plan, don't have to decide. Hey, I'm going to work on this uh, new, start this new business uh, venture, and it needs two hundred thousand dollars, and I have ten thousand dollars, and I'm going to ask five percent of what you need, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go start this. But that's not wise. You know, Jesus said, count the cost before you begin something. At the same time, sometimes you can reach a certain point of uh, critical mass and you can sort of get the ball rolling even though you don't start the whole venture. For example, um, I'll give you... Uh, Peter Diamandis talked about this in an uh, interview I think he did with Tim Ferriss on Tim Ferriss' blog. Um, Peter Diamandis had a vision to help um, motivate private groups to develop a, a, a craft that could reach space, a private, private space flight. Um, at the time, in the late 80s, only NASA and the Russian government had sent people uh, into space. So uh, Peter Diamandis had this vision to create a, a prize and create a $10 million prize for the first group that um, was able to successfully build an aircraft that could get into space, a private company. So uh, I think for about five or seven years, many, many years, he shared the vision with lots of people. And I think he got 20 different people to put $25,000 each towards the uh, towards his prize. And he was looking for a sponsor, by the way, and he was going to put their name on it. Um, so 
So nowadays it's known as the X Prize. The reason it was called the X Prize is he never got a sponsor for it. And so um, he just used the letter X like you know, an unknown variable in a math equation. Uh, but what was neat is um, in the interview he shared this one part of the story which I hadn't heard before. So I guess like five, six years in, he's raised 500 grand. And remember, he needs $10, $10 million and he hasn't got a sponsor yet. So he's only a 20th of the way to his goal. And um, he just got tired of waiting to announce this prize to the world. So what he did was he said, if you can achieve um, a critical level of believability, then sometimes you can get PR for something. So what he did was he actually went in, um, I don't know if he called them or wrote them letters, but he reached out to, I think, the 15 or 20 U.S. astronauts who actually went to space. Told them about his, uh, his idea and, uh, you know, engaged them in conversation, you know, said, hey, you know, would you support this? Is this an idea that excites you? Over time, I'm not sure if it took him three months, six months, a year, he got all of the living astronauts to agree to support his plan, to say that this is cool. So again, he only has 500 grand. So what he did was he actually invested that $500,000 in doing a huge worldwide PR campaign. And he actually went to, uh, I forgot where, I can't remember if it was Kitty Hawk where they flew the first airplane or if it was somewhere where they launched one of the first, um, maybe it was Cape Canaveral where they launched spaceships. Wherever he went, he did this big PR thing internationally, press from all the world was there, and he brought those 15 or 20 living astronauts that had been to space to his event. So that gave him the believability. He's announcing this prize, and all these astronauts that have been into space are supporting it. He didn't just go out and do a bunch of press releases and call a bunch of TV stations and show up there to announce the prize by himself. He got people who are experts in that field, um, got that believability, to support the idea, then he announced it. So actually at the time, I think he had six or seven people on his board, and two or three of them, almost half of them quit um, because they didn't think he should promote the prize yet until he had more money. However, um, by getting those uh, astronauts on board, he developed a critical level of believability, and uh, within, I think, six or nine months after that, that PR announcement, a wealthy foundation uh, put up the $10 million um, to, to give a the, you know award whoever developed the plane. Once he did the PR, I think within a year or so, 190 different groups around the world were working on developing a private spacecraft, and within two, three years, someone successfully did it. Um, so uh, just, just to let you know, you don't want to uh, start building a house until you count the cost. At the same time, sometimes you can do what's called a pre-launch and get the word out and find out are people going to get excited about this idea. And once you confirm that people do like the idea, then go and raise all the funding you need to do the complete project. So that's my one caveat to um, having a realistic goals because uh, God might inspire you to do something creative like that or do some pre-market testing where you can fund the growth of the business um, from people who want to buy your product. Sometimes, you know, people will pay you to go build something for them. A la, uh, many people paid Richard Branson, uh, Virgin Galactic, $200,000 a pop to fly um, on his spacecraft. And um, it's been six years in the making that they haven't launched yet. So a lot of people prepaid for their flight. So um, sometimes you can utilize a technique like that. Um, and you might want to get the word out even if you haven't raised all the funding that you need for a particular venture yet. So. Um, I hope that wasn't a long story for you. I hope you found it interesting. I find it very inspiring myself on um, step number four about being realistic. 
you know, if you think the, whole, the Lord and the Holy Spirit might give you uh, an idea that you would never think of, and it doesn't seem realistic, but always get confirmation from people. Um, you know, that's why you need to have a board of advisors to confirm that your plans are realistic and, and get accountability from them. Um, I guess the last thing I would say in closing and wrapping up this training is um, the step to follow number two, explain the vision. Um, I think they say uh, they say in selling, the more you tell, the more you sell. A great way to know that your plans are very well uh, honed and thought through in detail is if someone asks you clarifying questions and you can explain it to them in greater detail and they get excited by something. Um, so be it by the more you tell people about your vision, then um, and you want to tell the right people. People, especially if it's an entrepreneurial vision, someone who's business-minded, who's pro-business, you don't want to tell it to your cousin who's on welfare, who thinks all wealthy people are, are evil. Um, that's not who you want to share it with. But if you share your vision with the right people and they get excited, that's a great sign that your vision is well thought, thought out and you're communicating the vision clearly. So um, explaining your vision, I think, is great. The more you tell people about it, the more it's going to be cemented, the more um, it's going to become part of you. And so... Um, you know, it's Jeremiah, you know, where God told him, write the vision on the wall. So if you write, first of all, write things down and then share them with others. And um, just keep honing that vision and improving it. And, and you're more likely to start working on it quickly the more people you tell about it. There, there's an accountability mechanism just in telling a vision to somebody. Um, the last thing I would say about explaining the vision is uh, I'll share an experience I had a week ago. I had my first board meeting uh, with my board of advisors on my uh, private billionaire club and uh, wanted to talk about the marketing strategy, the initial marketing strategy to uh, get people to be interviewed, more, more billionaires to be interviewed for the book, um, you know, fastest ways to raise the $300,000 plus funding level. And uh, you know, we had a two-hour meeting scheduled and I had like three or four things I wanted to go over. So basically about half hour per item. And uh, one of the people asked me, like, well, I don't really see the value proposition here. You know, these are billionaires. They're the richest people in the world. They have the best advisors in the world. And I started to explain to him uh, the different groups out there and how our group was different. And then after, like, 15 minutes of me explaining it, he's like, oh, I still don't see it. And I explained to him more. And looking back, uh, I should have asked him some questions. You know, there's, there's a lesson that he who asks questions is in control. So I should have asked him some clarifying questions and said, well, you know two billionaires. He's known one of them 20-plus years. Um, you don't think that they would see the value in this? Well, here's the numbers. You know, 100 people a year go to the Davos Economic Summit in Davos, Switzerland, 100 billionaires, that is. About 50 to 60 of them go to this private, by invitation only, Jackson Hole, Wyoming event every June, and a lot more would like to come, but they're not invited. Um, there's also the Giving Pledge, 190 billionaires worldwide have signed up for the Giving Pledge. And last year, about 80 of them came to the Forbes Philanthropy Summit. So um, those are four things that are four billionaires or that they go to. And none of them, except for the Jackson Hole event, are exclusive to billionaires. So um, if these guys have the best advisors in the world, why are they going to these things? I think for camaraderie, to see their fellow peers, and also to uh, you know, be wise with their time. Their time is the one asset they don't have more of than anyone else. And um, you know, they can go meet 30 or 40 or 50 of their peers at once, instead of going meeting them individually, it's just very time efficient. So I should have just said that, which I just now said in the last minute and a half, two minutes, is that 
okay, no, now you know those are the numbers. These guys value getting together and they'll pay money to do it. You know, they pay almost 100 grand to go to Davos and that's not even exclusive to billionaires. Um, have your two friends ever gone to Davos? Have they signed up for the giving pledge? Have they, um, you know, ever gone to the philanthropy summit? And if the answer to those questions is no, well then, you know, maybe your friends just are not the target market. Um, but the market has already proven that billionaires value getting together because they're going to these events. Um, so instead of me spending 15 minutes explaining the value of our club and trying to convince him, I should have just come back and asked him some questions about his friends, given the information on the market. So um, why did I bring that up is if you're sharing your vision with someone and they question the vision, um, it's good to be questioned. Um, and then also make sure you know your market research. You know, you don't have to try to convince someone of something. Just let them know the market data and then ask them some clarifying questions. You know, my, my advisor was based upon his thoughts about his two friends, didn't see the value, and I should have, I could have been much wiser in, instead of spending half hour trying to convince him, um, spending two minutes telling him the numbers and asking him clarifying questions about his friends to find out are they in the 10% of uh, my target market that, that would be the people that would be best to be in the group. You know, maybe they would be, maybe they wouldn't, but uh, I should have asked them questions versus try to explain things. So that, that just goes to show that you need to know your market data. But even if you know your market data, if someone doesn't see the vision, um, ask them clarifying questions and see if their thinking is accurate or not. Um, and that's what I could have done a lot better myself a week ago. So let's wrap up this call here. Um, reflect and respond. You're going to get the most out of these trainings by um, really thinking through these questions. So uh, what do you want to achieve or become? Number two, how do you plan to achieve it? Number three, what barriers do you see to creating plans for your dreams? And number four, are your daily and weekly goals connected to your plan? Um, I encourage you, you know, um, answer those questions. And um, at the bottom, what specific action can you put into practice to test the benefits of this principle? Um, I think looking at number two and four, you know, what are your specific plans to achieve what you want to what you want to achieve, and then uh, making sure that your daily and weekly goals and, and um, action steps are directly connected to the vision and the plan. I encourage you to think through those and, and think of one or two things you can do that are very specific, that are measurable, to put into your plan and start working on and start measuring your progress uh, week to week and month to month. So I encourage you, work on that this next week and um, implement that and integrate that into how you operate and um, your your planning will become a lot more effective and I think your results will improve uh, much, much faster. I know that they will as long as you stick with it. Well, that concludes this, uh, this training for this week. I thank you for your time. Um, let's go ahead and close on a quick prayer. Father, I thank you for uh, this study. I thank you that um, you say in your word that, um, that if we seek you and acknowledge you, that you will always guide us in the right direction. I thank you for your word in Proverbs about um, commit your ways to the Lord and he'll guide your steps. Uh, we ask that you would guide our steps into doing the, the, the most effective and valuable things we can be doing with our time, that you would be glorified and that we can do great things for your name's sake, Father. So uh, I just thank you again for your word and for uh, this training, and we ask that you would give us wisdom in how to implement it uh, most effectively into our, uh, our work and our lives uh, in this next week going forward and beyond. Uh, we pray all these things 
In your precious and powerful name, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, thank you for your time. Uh, look for wherever you found this call. Um, there's, a lot of times we're doing these calls weekly. So by all means, you can look for other replays of other calls, especially about topics that might be most helpful to you. And um, I hope to have you with us live on one of our calls very soon. Uh, God bless you. We hope to talk to you soon. Bye for now, friends. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.